Hey everybody, what's up? So, um, you know what? I used to like totally, totally prepare to do a podcast when I first started doing this. Um, I would have to have stories all prepared and questions and solutions, you know, and more questions and answers. That's how I used to um, do my podcasts. And um, it was really interesting because, I mean, I've always wanted just to, like, change people's lives, like, forever in a day since I was born on this planet, right? And uh, my phone is sucking because it's really not adhering to my requests. And we are the intel on the phones. <laughs> you know? I mean, my biological clock is ticking. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I really never liked, you know, mouse games as a child or cartoons <laughs> for that fact. For reals, because, I mean, the only mouse that, um, the only, okay, the only mouse that I would tolerate, tolerate, <laughs> tolerate, oh, I'm kidding, Alouette, I'm kidding. So, um, <laughs> uh, what was I telling you about? Oh, yeah. Okay, so it was Mighty Mouse. Even though that guy was a little punk and he looked like a sissy Lala in his ballerina suit, you know, flying through the air. And if you notice the difference in the artistry in that the very beginning of that cartoon towards um, the ending um, episodes of them coming to an end a couple years later, that we had a 1940-looking Mighty Mouse. And he's even wearing a mustard mustard suit with like red speedos, right? But it's real innocent because there's no grooves or bumps, and he's like like a little chubby thing. So the next time, then you know the season comes around, like when they're getting ready to run the the um, cartoon out, all of a sudden he's got some thighs going on. And then all of a sudden, look at those pecs. Whoa! You know, I could, like, get a concussion from those things, you know? And then all of a sudden, he's got these big bumps on his shoulders from his neck to the end of the bone of his shoulder. Width-wise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, whoa! You know, I mean, Mighty Mouse, he sure is, you know, pumped up right now. And it just kind of sucked because it, it really defeated the whole theory and purpose of the the mouse in the first place. First, first and foremost, um, it's a mouse, right? And in real life, if we had some little creature running around the earth like that, that that would trip us out. <laughs> you know, I think so. I mean, dude. I mean, I I mean, here we are, these civilized intellectual beings. But then there's this little tiny rodent that everybody kills just for pleasure and hate. <laughs> so see, all of a sudden, a little bean comes out and you're kicking it. And it's all this. They're just like telling you, hey, look, man, get off the couch because I'm he's now and I'm going to rule this world. You know, and so but how the original Mighty Mouse came about was in the person's form and theory before they designed this you know, creative little adventure. The person, that persona actually goes into somebody's work. And if you're an artist, it just happens to mean that your work is going to be exposed to the universe. You know, you don't have very many quiet moments in your life that nobody doesn't know about because you're so, 
busy creating masterpieces and one of a kinds and you know um, never using uh, the same fabric and never you know you know letting yourself go in terms of um, your level of aspirations and who you are and and you honor it you know that's the big thing there and it's for real on that you know when you can honor yourself to where when you when even you're behind closed doors and you're still doing something honorable where nobody on this planet can see nobody would even know if you're doing something that utmost honorable i believe that you do find favor in life because to me it's easier to live a you know a way uh you know slack free life like that it's it's way easy so what I did was I went that one more level and I thought, well, if you're going to be living a slack-free TV life, Jen, then um, the least you can do is try to, you know, pick yourself up and get out of it. <laughs> I might be a slagger, but I ain't no dragger. <laughs> Jill. Okay. Um, so I, I think I just did a whole dance around my house just telling you that story because I was in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, I was pouring me something to drink. And then I ended up, like, hot trotting it over in the living room and uh, trying not to trip over JoJo. <laughs> you know, I mean, hell, his, his nickname recently was Demon. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I just don't, just don't let your guard down, you know, have your... You know, your fences and defenses and your mechanisms and motorcades and what have you. Ready to go. Don't be a dildo. Because now, did you hear what the Webster's Dictionary is thinking of doing? They're thinking of adding dildo, but more informative-wise. They're thinking of giving our, the female dildo a sex change. <laughs> what? What's this world coming to? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, so... In other words, if you guys don't want to become a dildo fast and, you know, you know we're never going to let you guys live it down. When men become male dildos instead of what they're known for chicks, then that'll be the day. You know what I'm saying? The day's coming soon. I can feel it. You know, so I'm excited. And um, I'm just saying, if you guys play along with me on my team, you will be treated with respect. Okay. I mean, like, this is how I think. I've been married 22 and a half years now. And, um, I, okay, I've raised three kids. I'm 50 years old. And on this planet, it's just been so hella hard of a deal. And that's why I treat people with respect. Because I guarantee... If everybody would be honest in life and we just, you know, always gave it one last try with, you know, due diligence and honor and, you know, respectability. That's all anyone could ever ask. But what's more important is that what I just said becomes a total light in your life and a virtue. It becomes, yeah, and at first you get sick of it almost, but that's what religion is. You got to be religious to your beliefs in the fact that you're a system. A what? And you know what? That's true that. You are a system and made of um, beautiful uh, engineering, detailed, fine craftsmanship.
not to mention play and pleasure. I mean, that's how awesome everybody is. You know, so here, I, oh, here I, I turned into the professor. Hmm. <laughs> not only a nutty professor, but one of those, one of those teachers you had in school that was just so obnoxiously annoying. Okay, I mean, it, I mean, when they came out with that commercial on that that toothpaste for the first time, or with the eye drops, I can't remember. It was that guy. He's, he does the oh, it's dry eyes. He's all. Dry eyes. And he's like this teacher, right? And he's in, at a classroom. And he's, you know, every, I mean, oh, God. When I heard that commercial, I was like, holy speep. How do, somebody's got it right for the first time in history, you know? And not to mention it's on TV as a commercial, you know? So that was, um, that was my experience in school growing up. I always had the the one GD teacher that just didn't give a hound about what, how they presented school, you know. And it was, it was a pretty formidable time because it was like when I would get to school, dude, are you serious? <sighs> because I'm coming to school to escape that fool, <laughs> and I want something different to unite, you know, this pool. So, I mean, that's how I was looking at the teachers. They sucked, you know what I'm saying? It's like there was no real oomph. There was no real pizzazz. They they didn't seem to sparkle. Um, they didn't even care if they, they sparkled. You know? So, I mean, the kids had to make it fun. And that's what I want to change in society is that just because we as humans get past a certain point of test after test after test after test that doesn't mean that we can just uh, stop right there and, and just decide not to trudge on that's that's like it's called um what's that thing called um insubordination some word like that right that means that you are no longer a part of this constitution and you decide to split without you know from what our perception is of nay or yay or say so, and that's um, one of their liberties of being free and having freedom in your heart. When you can truly look at nuances and seances and however answers you want it to be, darling. If you can actually look at every single point of view... And be honest with yourself. And I mean, we're talking be cool. Because it's at these uh, pertinent times that we as humans sometimes close the door. And sometimes those openings are for a very, very short time. And I don't like to say that because I just had to swallow that not too long ago in uh, psychology to myself. You know, I was approached with this this big freaking what I thought was a huge gaping gap of a problem coming up. I saw that in my life. And I was like, you know, when you see bad news coming, how you just kind of avoid that she's no matter what. So say like you're talking to your um, your mom and one of your friends is coming by and they're like an alcoholic and you know your mom. So you wouldn't approve of it. So you're kind of like getting a little agity. Because now you really need to, you need to be talking about a plan, sucker. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, you know, that, I mean, I could go on and on and on how we choose to not deal with um, the honesty of our own souls and heart, you know? Um, if we could all be that um, headstrong, of course, and genuine and strong, you know, that type of magnetism all the time, um, and even when we do make mistakes, I mean, the first man to stand up and admit his mistake is the, going. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be the leader of all civilizations and all societies and become a world-renowned, I guess, statehood. It would be the new cause for manners. It would be the new honors being, you know, delved in gold and delved out. I mean, it would just be such a beautiful, beautiful song. The song would be so pretty from human beings that it would be colorless. That's what I think that you guys are. So, okay, now I become the sweetheart in the apple orchard. <laughs> oh, okay, come on. You guys are all, oh, shh. Jen, you wished. So yesterday I had a really super sad, scary day. And I cried so hard that my ribs hurt so bad today. You know, it was just like a death in the family. I was just could not believe what I was listening to. I couldn't believe my ears. Um, I just, I started to see my future go away from me, but not happy. Seeing those types of visions for somebody's future should never be acceptable. So, I speak from experience when I say these things about trying to help and teaching and let you guys know, look it, this is a shortcut over here, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Okay, check it out. When you're in the game of life and you're coming to the fork in the road and you're kind of like at a pause for a second there because you know you want to make the right, valued, educated, um, goodwill uh, future for you, right? So it's important in life that you um, be alert. You know, it's cool to take a journey and, you know, go for a beautiful, you know, stroll and learn things along the ways and, you know, serums and valley ways of life. You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you, going down a straight log right now to where you have to get to in life is quite uh, stunningly calming compared to what I'm trying to spare you people from. You know? And me. I'm Like I said, I'm still learning today. <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, I've learned a lot of things for myself in my life, man, it's just been like a um, an avalanche of a really weird, awesome, stunning, mixed, you know, um, unexpected emotions and lessons in life. And I can honestly say that I am so honored to be on this earth right now. Even though hard, life is hard or it has been completely hard. I'm just going to say this, you know what's going to be harder is never being able to come back and repeat this life again. <laughs>